Hey guys, welcome to Normal with Autism podcast. It's good to see you again. See you. I can't really see people. Well, you can see me. I can see our co-host, Sarah. I'm Tara. I'm Sarah. Uh, It's good for you guys to be back with us. We're here at my kitchen table in Columbus, Ohio. It's a beautiful fall day. We have the fall candle going. It smells delicious. Does it? Yeah. That's awesome. It smells like happiness. You know what else? And they, pumpkins. They can't smell things either. That's right. We keep forgetting. We can't see people and they can't smell things. Sorry, guys. So funny story. Um, we are still trying to figure out the audio portion technology-wise of this podcast. I mean, do you really need good audio for a podcast? Do you know who I'm married to? Oh, that's true. So for those of you who don't know, my husband Keith is a part-time sound engineer for our church, and he takes his audio very seriously. And my husband doesn't know what a podcast is. So we, we, have, a, we have a difference there. Yeah. And um, we have a very fancy mic from which we're recording, and I have fancy headphones on. And I have nothing. And Sarah has nothing because... <laughs> Mine never works. Because Sarah's, Sarah's mics never work. Get on that, Craig. <laughs> That's right. My husband's name is Keith, but no one can remember his name. <laughs> so he has lots of other names, and one of them recently is is Craig. Yeah. Yeah. He, he kind of looks like a Craig to me now. I was like, he... I won't be able to see him as anything but a Craig. Does he look like a Craig? Yes. Okay. So sad, sad story. I called him before we started the podcast today and I was sad because I couldn't get the mics to work and he started to tell me to Google things and then follow what the video said and then do all these buttons. And I just said, can we just record from one mic? And he got frustrated and said, that's fine. But it wasn't fine. But it wasn't fine. So... I'm going to make a new t-shirt for him that says, just Google it. Yes. And yes. My, my t-shirt will say, I'm sorry for the things I said when I didn't understand your nerd speak. Perfect. And that will be our Christmas gifts to each other. Yes. So a couple years ago at work, we did a funny t-shirt exchange. It was awesome. I got a Tina Fey shirt. It's amazing. Okay. And little action figures. So cool. But one of our docs is always like, I don't know, Google it. So <laughs> we like... We didn't end up getting him that shirt. We got him a different one. But everyone was like, this is a shirt for Dan. He has to have this. So that I, I could order those in bulk. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, he does CrossFit, so he has to have, like... A medium. Yeah. I don't know. A compression one, maybe. A compression. Okay. I don't know. Can we edit all that out? He's going to be like, why are you talking about me? I'm on your podcast. There's no edits in this podcast. There's no edits in podcasting. Oh, why didn't you tell me that before? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, hey guys, come say hi to us uh, on Instagram. You can find me at Tara Star 77. That's T-E-R-R-A-S-T-A-R-R 77 on Instagram. Sarah, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Sarah Sell, S-A-R-A-S-E-L-L, or Sarah Sell Photo if you want to look at pictures of people that I take. Your, your photos are beautiful. Oh, thank you. And Sarah has a lot of work coming up here. I do. It's going to be very busy. I'm super excited. This weekend and next weekend. Yeah. Fall photos. Fall family photos. Yeah. I have a lot of audiobooks on tap for all my editing sessions. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's going to be fun. 
Um, help us get the word out about the podcast, if you guys will. Um, do a screenshot. Let us know you're listening. Tag us. Um, and we want maybe your topic ideas for future episodes because we want to hear about what's important to you. So if you're out there listening, again, maybe take a screenshot, tag us, come over and say hi on Instagram and let us know what topics might you want us to cover in the future. Um, you know what we should do is start yeah. a normal with autism Instagram. How have we just now thought of this? And this is why. This is why I'm the, the ideas man. Right. But you don't get paid anything. I do not. I'm sorry. Basically, I come up with stuff and make Tara do it. <laughs> I think that's how. But this, but the, I, I did have the idea for the podcast. You did. You did. And you came up with all the, all the ideas for everything. And I, my husband is the audio person. I'm just here for the humor, guys. Yeah. So if you don't like how it sounds, you can blame Craig. Please, I mean, please Keith. do. I mean, I don't, I don't remember his name. Craig. 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 Sounds so creepy. It does. Uh, so what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about advocacy. Uh, and this episode's called Advocate Like a Mother. Like a mother, y'all. <laughs> I'm so excited for this one. Advocacy is my jam. It is. Sarah's really good at the advocacy part. I like to think I am, but then sometimes I don't think I'm so great. How do you guys feel about advocacy? Let us know. Um, again, check in with us. And I got the inspiration for the title from this episode from a company called The Littlest Warrior and from our friend Kayla. Oh, I love her. I love their stuff. Kayla. She always has the cutest stuff. Well, Kayla does, she's not the Littlest Warrior company. Kayla has her own company. Yes. Mountain Feather Designs. Yes. So shout out to Kayla and Mountain Feather Designs. And she does beautiful, inspirational jewelry. But Littlest Warrior does t-shirts, and they're actually the one that has the t-shirt, Advocate Like a Mother. Yes. So if you want to find that, go find Littlest Warrior. My birthday's coming up next month. Just, oh no, wait, in November. This isn't October yet. So, uh, you know, just, just throwing that out there. I would, I, I like it. So if you want to be friends with Sarah, <laughs> you have gonna, to give me gifts. You're going to give her gifts and everybody <laughs> can get her that t-shirt. So advocate like a mother. So um, I thought it'd be fun to talk about what advocate literally means when I went and looked up the definition. So it means that you publicly support a cause or a policy. So you publicly support a cause or a policy. Um, and then to participate in advocacy means that you are trying to ensure someone else's or maybe your rights or needs are recognized. Oh, I like it. And it literally means from Latin to call out or to add a voice. And that's a pretty powerful definition for folks like myself who maybe have non-speaking kiddos. Yes. Definitely. That's amazing. Um, The first experience for me, when, let me ask you first though, when did you, do you know when you first had an experience with advocacy? Like when did, do you remember? I mean, I feel like it was as soon as we started noticing what was wrong. You Mm -hmm. know, we took him, he was three, we took him to the pediatrician. And this is Owen, right? Yeah, yeah, this is Owen. And she was like, um, yeah, you know, I don't, he's like, this isn't really normal, but I don't really know what to do. And I was like, okay, can we get a referral to children's? Like I had to advocate to get a referral. Mm -hmm. And then I had to 
you know, when they were like, yeah, you know, he might have ADHD, he might have this, he might have that, he's too young. I was, I was like, okay, but what are, like, what can I do about it? And they were like, take this class. And I was like, cool. <laughs> like, where do I go to do that? Like, can I just say, as we're talking about this, and I think this is kind of a theme we'll continue to address throughout the different episodes that we do, mm-hmm. like just how mysterious this world is when you first walk into it. It is. It is. Um, which hopefully will help, like hopefully what we're doing will help someone else know what to ask. I hope so. I mean, that's the big problem is when we first started on this journey, we didn't know what to ask for. You don't know what you don't know. I didn't even know what to advocate for. Right. I just knew like I needed someone to freaking help me. Right. And I kind of didn't leave anyone alone (laughs) until they agreed to help me. (laughs) You mean people had to keep seeing your beautiful face every day? They sure did. Until they were like, okay, fine. They sure is looking very beautiful right now, right? It is. (laughs) That's why we're doing a podcast and not videos. I have a face for radio. We we have face for for radio for sure, (laughs) both of us. But yeah, it's mysterious, right? Yeah. Like they're like, okay, here, here's this autism diagnosis or whatever diagnosis you might be facing. Right. And they're like, oh, here. And then you leave the office. And then what do you do? Yeah. Well, even so Owen was three. He was turning four. And we did this class. It's called Incredible Years. It's about positive parenting. It was great. We learned a lot of information. um, But it's more for typical kids and how to use these techniques. Owen's not typical. So the things that they wanted me to do were not working. So like, because typical, now when we say typical, typical, kids, sorry, I'm using my air quotes, quotes and we mean, neurotypical. we mean kids who maybe don't have as, as many of the intense behaviors right. sometimes that Owen can have. Right. Um, so after this class, I remember the, um, it was, there was a social worker and a psychologist both teach it. And the social worker was like, yeah, I really think that you would benefit from additional sessions. Mm -hmm. It's just like a one-on-one. And I was like, okay, great. Like, I'll do that. Right. Because I was learning. I was getting a lot of information from it. And uh, I was like, does Owen need to come? And she was like, no, 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 no. So at this point, no one has laid eyes on Owen. But they're telling me, like, what to do. And I was like, I don't feel like you can tell me if you don't know anything about him. And that's another thing that happens quite often. In our world, like I'm thinking about IEP meetings. Yes. And for those of you who might not know IEP, it's Individual Education Plan. Like I, in a few weeks, actually it's next week, I will go sit down with people who have never seen Finn. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, oh yeah, this looks like a good goal for him. Yeah. I'm like, how does this work since you've never... Yeah, it's hard. Now they have input from the school he's at currently, but they're the ultimate deciders. Right. So, Yeah. So here he is, three or four. Yeah. You're going through these different classes trying to figure stuff out. Right. Um, and so finally, I did, you know, maybe six sessions with the social worker. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I was like, this is all great. Like, I'm learning a lot of information. But, like, what... Like, this isn't working. Like, he's still... He was being super unsafe. Like, mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't stay in his seat in the car. Was kicking me in the head while I was driving. Like, it was it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, finally, I just took him with me to one session. You just brought him with I you? I just brought him with me. Yeah. And 
she was like, oh, there's there's a little bit more going on. Yeah. Here. And she's like, you know what? I think we're going to send him for an evaluation. And I was like, oh, you are? Oh, so the thing I've been asking for, you finally. Yeah. So um, this was when he was four at this point, um, almost five. So we've been in it for like a year mm-hmm. at this point. Um, so finally he went for his psych eval and he was diagnosed with autism or not autism, with ADHD mm-hmm. and oppositional defiant disorder and uh, borderline intellectual functioning. Um, so that kind of got the ball rolling. Now where this, obviously this is kind of hard to, to say, but where do you think you would, do you think you would be in the same place? Had you not like to, advocated for him and like taken him to nobody told you to do that nobody no. suggested as a matter of fact they were telling you you didn't need to bring him right i was just desperate um i don't know because here's the thing about owen you look at owen and he is this adorable mm-hmm. cute mm-hmm. sweet kid that can turn on a dime mm-hmm and i feel like every time someone new meets owen and i tell them okay these are his triggers. This is what he does. Sure. These are his behaviors. Yeah. I feel like they're like, oh, it won't be. We've got this. Right. And then, <laughs> you and know, I'll come pick him up from whatever it is. <laughs> and they're like, their hair is frizzy. Like their glasses are askew. And I'm like, oh, I told you. Um, if we had sound effects, this is where like that deep demon voice would come out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, until you see him in the middle of a meltdown <clears throat> or um, kind of are around him more, it's easy to just say, like, oh, look at this cute kid. How bad could he be? Right. But you're advocating. I mean, you you were literally advocating from him from the from get-go. From the get-go. And, yeah. And trying to to get him what he needed. Yes. Knowing now what I know, I would have pushed harder, faster. Right. right. Do you think that advocacy is something that's, like, kind of in your DNA? Like, you... Yeah. When it comes to my kids, absolutely. Like, you can walk all over me all day long, and mm-hmm. I probably won't say anything. Uh, but when it comes to my kids... Right. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel similar. I I remember growing up, and um, to my father's credit, he... I think he put some stuff in me, like fight for the little guy and mm-hmm. leave this world a better place than you found it. And I grew up with those things. And I remember in graduate school, um, going for the, the counseling stuff, they were like, well, you're not just a therapist. You are a representative for your profession. So you need to yeah. advocate for your profession. Yeah. You need to advocate for mental health for all people. This is important stuff. Absolutely. And that stuff, that, that kind of like, I, those are some of the early memories that I have advocating. Mm-hmm. But I wonder about folks who don't maybe recognize like they they don't have it in inside of them. Or maybe they didn't have the experiences of being taught like this is an important thing. Right. Like I feel for I, I feel for those people. Yeah, because if I, you know, I was one of those people before I had kids when I knew everything there was to know right, about right. being a parent. Right. I was like, ADHD is not real. That's just lazy parents mm-hmm. that just want to medicate their kids mm-hmm. so they don't have to deal with them. Y'all, 
Can we just go back in time and slap young, dumb Sarah Cell in the face? Just, I did not know what I was talking about. Uh, ADHD is real. I think that's all of us. (laughs) I think that's all of us before we were parents. Like, I just, like, I was put in my place very quickly. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. ADHD looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Caleb has ADHD and he's Mm -hmm. the happy, hyper, Mm -hmm. crazy, bouncing off the walls kid. Right. Owen is the impulsive, angry. Right defiant same diagnosis completely different manifestation yeah so yeah i got a wake-up call very quickly yeah yeah and then that advocacy part kicked in for you yes yes and i think i think if there are people listening um who maybe aren't special needs parents and Mm -hmm. you know shout out I, i hope there are I hope so too. Because we need them. We need everybody to come to the party. Yes. Yes. Um, if you're not listen, if you're listening and you're you're not a special needs parent, um, kind of going into this episode, ask yourself like, what would I do if what wouldn't I do if it were my kid? Right. And that's that's kind of the mindset I think that you find most special needs parents in is they are of the mindset like, I, there's nothing that I won't do mm-hmm. for my child. Um, and you know when I think about we, we're as special needs parents were invited to this party, mm-hmm. right? It's an interesting party. Not necessarily a party we wanted invited to, but here we are nonetheless. <laughs> here we are. I brought the chips. We got our plus one. Yep. <laughs> so we, we're invited to this party and we put on a lot of different hats. Yeah. So I think part of it is that we are uh, a nurse. Mm-hmm. We're a therapist. Uh, we're a insurance guru an investigator educators yeah and one of these hats that we wear is an advocate yes and i think it's the one that's steeped in the most mystery and i think it's the one that may be hardest to understand and i think it's the one that maybe has the most like rules that are out there Mm -hmm. that you've got to learn to play by or people don't want to hear what you have to say right and i've had that experience before but literally um i think when your kiddo gets that, it kind of here's what I mean by like it's the mystery part of it and it's the unclear part of it is when your kiddo gets that diagnosis, you you are literally then the person in charge of this is what happens next. Mm-hmm. There's not a doctor that's going to decide that for you. There's not a therapist, a nurse that they'll give you input and recommendations, but you are literally the person in charge. And you have to go out, you have to knock on the doors, mm-hmm. you have to get information. You have to know what to ask for, You have to how know. are you supposed to know? Right. Again, you don't know what you don't know. Right. You have to bring it home, you have to go through the information, and you have to figure out this pile will, of information will benefit my child, this pile won't, and, and sift through it and sort through it. And I think it's it's one of the mis- most mysterious jobs, and I think it's one of the hardest jobs, and there's so many questions and so many rules. And as far as I know, there isn't a class out there. There isn't a book out there no. that teaches us how to do these things. Well, and it's different for, every, for everywhere. You know, not every place has the same services. Exactly. Exactly. You Here, know, just the difference between services from county to county. I was going to say, for those of you that don't know, we're here in Ohio. And there's 88 counties here in Ohio. And literally, 
you you go from one county to one county and it's the entire set of rules change yep. it's, it's a different list it's who's on first and what and yeah. whatnot it's very difficult to navigate it is very difficult and things change mm-hmm. now to the state's credit they are trying to overhaul some of that stuff yeah and it's it's taking a long time and it's it's crazy yeah well there's a lot to go through of course there's always so much money mm-hmm. available right. right um yeah it's just it's a mess if I'm wrong about this, please somebody tell me I'm wrong that there is some there's not a class out there, a book out there. I want to be wrong about not that. Not yet. Uh-oh. I got a twinkle in my eye, guys. I feel I feel like first <laughs> a, another project <laughs> coming on. So, I think I first recognized I was going to be an advocate for Finn um literally when he started having seizures. Mm-hmm. When we started coming up, the, up against the medical diagnosis of things and I would sit there and I would I would watch him have a seizure. I would watch his oxygen levels fall, his lips turn blue. I would so have scary. to count. I didn't know how long it was going to be before he came out of it. And I I wanted to just fall apart. But I, I couldn't because then I had to turn around and I had to go to the doctors and I had to get information. I had to process the information. I had to speak up and say this doesn't feel right, or what does this test mean, or how will this choice affect his care for him? Mm-hmm. And you have to do all this while you're going through this, like, emotional upheaval. Yeah, and just not knowing, like, is my kid going to be okay? Um, I'm really thankful for the people who have gone before me in yes. this experience. Absolutely. Have you had that experience so yes, far? Yes, definitely. Um, well, when we first started, you know, when Owen was three, like three to five, those first couple years where we were just like grasping for anything, I didn't know anyone else that had gone through anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't until a couple years in that I like kind of found my my tribe. <laughs> There's a As tribe. Yeah. There is a tribe. Um, yeah, and it just it makes such a difference. Like such a huge difference. What do you think the biggest difference is for having someone to like talk to who's maybe like been through it before and just the fact that like they get it. Like mm-hmm. they've been there, they know what you're going through. You can't explain this to someone that has never walked mm-hmm. this walk. No. Um, it's... just bouncing ideas off each other. They Hopefully, we'll have things that you've never thought of mm-hmm. to ask for mm-hmm. um, or things to consider um, and hope. You know, we were here and now we're here. Right. Is right. like it gives you hope. Yeah. They went There's through. There's a way at the end of the tunnel. Through some of the same things. I'm thankful for my friend Lori who went through this before I did. And her kiddo is a little further down the road in terms of their. Um, his age and kind of the experiences that they've been through. Um, and she actually, she pointed out the importance of like the IEPs. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we have to do in IEPs is we have to pay attention because she, she explained to me just kind of like, this is a legal document. Yes. And, and, and broke it down in very like understandable terms. Like, you can get lost in an IEP. Oh, it's so much. They're books. Yeah. You know, 20, 30 pages long sometimes. 
And she broke it down like this is a legal document. It's the document that people who don't know your son will look at and judge your son by. Mm -hmm. And and that made it real to me. That made it important to me. And that made it so that I could advocate for him when I would sit down at these meetings where I kind of felt like I had no idea what I was doing. Right. And one of the best things is she she told me, I love this and I do this each and every time. Part of my advocacy for him is I will take his picture oh, to IEP meetings. That's a good idea. And it's a current picture. And I'll yeah. say, this is Finn. He's six years old. And this is him in kindergarten. And I just want to remind everybody, this is who we're here for today. Yeah. He's a person outside of this paper. Right. He's not just the words that, that are sitting there yeah, on this He's not paper. just this data yeah. that you have in front of you. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I had to advocate for him because I had the experience where our school district did not want to believe the therapists mm-hmm. who were gathering data on him, who were, this was before he went into school, where he's at now, where we used to have therapists come in the home. And they recorded information on him every day, and they worked with him every day, and they built up his skills. And then we went, and it was a year later, we went and sat down, and the school district was like, we don't believe that these numbers are real. We don't believe he can do these things. They don't believe the people that have been with him every day? Right. Teaching these things? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what it, what what kind of Twilight Zone kind of thing is that, right? Right. So then I had to go for him and, and advocate for him and say, no, this is real. This is really happening. And they still didn't want to change it. Mm. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. So in the end, we had to compromise, and I'd live to fight another day. But yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to choose. It is, it's it's very hard. Um, because you have to have a relationship still with these say, people that you're fighting against. So were these warrior moms? Were these grizzly mama bears? How do you how do you not burn bridges? Oh. I don't know. This is a hard one because I kind of, uh, it's a know. hard question yeah, to answer. It's hard because sometimes like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And this isn't fair to my son. I don't care if you don't like it, you're going to do it. And you have had some pretty intense experience. <laughs> yeah. You've had some pretty I mean, you've had it where folks were breaking the law. Yes. I mean, let's just call it out for what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so like when it gets to that point, like I have used their words against them. I've had documentation. I've written down, well on such and such date, you said blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And they don't they don't like that when you confront them with that mm-hmm. but you know it is what it is like my kid deserves a fair and appropriate education he deserves good medical treatment he deserves he deserves these things he's a human just being. like any other person does right right and if i have to you know make i don't know this isn't i'm not like super confrontational so mm-hmm. it's not like in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like when it's your kid you get this extra burst of like mm-hmm. do not mess with me right right um 
yeah. So, and I've, I mean, I've had to advocate for so many things for him that now it's just, it doesn't bother me now like it did before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be respectful. You know, you can't go in there. Guns blazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to give them a chance mm-hmm. to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they're like, we're going to do this and this and this. And you're like, cool. That's what right. I wanted. Right. Um, but you also have to be, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt first. Mm-hmm. Give them a chance we, to piss you off. I think <laughs> give them a chance to piss you off. I think we talked about uh, in one of the previous episodes, we talked about going in believing that they're doing the best that they can. Yeah, definitely. You know, because their schools are under underpaid, you know, underfunded. Oh, not even. It's they're terrible. trying to juggle all of these different you know, IEPs and all these different diagnoses, like they're doing the best they can. I'm doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. The hospital's doing the best they can. Like mm-hmm. we're all doing our best. And sometimes we all need to just, I don't know, mm-hmm. fight it out to get to where we need to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't want this to seem like I'm like ragging on anyone no. or no. I totally appreciate, you know, our school district and our hospital system. Um, totally love them for all the work that they've done because most of the time it can turn it out goes well that things go well that our kids get what they need yeah but what i don't what i don't what i want to make clear and what i want people to understand is just because we have laws that says our kids get free and appropriate education yeah doesn't mean that always happens right. and i think people maybe who aren't in our world walk away with the idea like oh, well, you have an IEP or the law is on your side. Of course your child will get these things. And that's not always necessarily the case. Right. And that's why I think one of our biggest hats, one of our weightiest ones that we have is that we have to be an advocate for our child. Right. Um, <clears throat> again, if you, if you were a, a typical parent listening, you know, ask yourself, what wouldn't you do for your kid? Mm-hmm. And overall, I think I advocate for Finn and I advocate for other kiddos like him because it's a quality of life issue. Yeah. It is not, it's not just like, oh, I want to go out and make life more difficult for other people or I want this special thing for him. This is a quality of life issue. And wanting correct numbers and accurate statements on his IEP that may not seem like a big deal Mm -hmm. or teaching him math because it's required under the law might not seem like a big deal or making sure spaces like, you know, church Sunday school rooms are inclusive. That by itself might not seem like a big deal. Improving safety standards in public places or or different schools. We just had a, a young girl with autism walk away from her school. So scary. It just happened here. That may not seem like a big deal. Making sure all his teachers and therapists know how to use his speech device, that by itself doesn't seem like a big deal. When you put all of these things together, mm-hmm. it is a very big deal. Yeah. And it is about the quality of his life. And that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Well, in like in Owen's case, mm-hmm. it's keeping him safe from himself. Yeah. You know, he's, he's run away from school before. Yeah. He has a six foot fence, iron fence at his school. He jumped it. He mm-hmm. ran through the parking lot. He was going to Taco Bell. 
And he said, all right. Yeah. I'll see you later. Like, he doesn't have that impulse control to say, like, this may be a bad idea. This may not be safe. You know. He doesn't have that. I think that's one of the other episodes that we'll do is a lot of, there's this myth that our children don't have um, an awareness of danger. Oh, yeah. They do. They do. It's just when it comes to Taco Bell, (laughs) there's no danger awareness. It's like, I need to get Taco Bell. Right. I don't care how I get it. They have like a single mind. Right. Yeah. Or with us, it might be like, idea, pause. Right. Action. It's just like, idea, action. Like, there's no, there's no pause there for him. I need that on a t-shirt too. idea, action. We're just going to open a a whole store. A t-shirt company. A whole store up. Um... So, this is why we advocate. Yeah. This is what it means. This this is why we do the work that we do every day for our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that we're working on is teaching Owen how to advocate for himself. That's, that's huge. That's always our goal. You know, anytime we start a new therapy or we go to a new provider, they're always like, what do you want to see happen? I right. say, I want him to use coping skills. I want him to learn how to advocate for himself. Right. I'm not always there. I'm not always with him. Right. Um, so if I can teach him the things that he needs to be successful, mm-hmm. it's just going to be better for everyone. Absolutely. Um, if you are, you know, hopefully we have all of our special needs families listening. Um, if you are a, a parent or, or to a typical kiddo or not a parent, I want to I want to put a little challenge out there to you. Um, ask yourself maybe how can you get involved in advocating for the kids in your community or your neighborhood that don't have a voice? How can you get involved in advocating for those kids that are the most vulnerable and maybe need the most support? Um, maybe you could get involved in volunteering for your local board of developmental disabilities. Yeah. Or maybe you could support legislation that builds up public schools because the majority of our kiddos, there are there are good private schools out there, but the majority of our kiddos are still very long waiting lists, expensive. Mm-hmm. The majority of our kiddos go to public schools. They need your support. Yeah. They need your advocacy. Um, or maybe go to places where your typical kiddos can hang out with our neurodiverse kids. So that they have the experience of being with those with our children. So that they can say, oh, yeah, this is my friend Finn. He doesn't talk. And I know one day the world's going to need to be a place where he can be safe, even though mm-hmm. he doesn't talk. Yeah. Even though he has a speech device. Um, because here's the thing. One day, um, Finn's going to be an adult. One day Owen's going to be an adult. And it's just like... Oh, it scares me so much. That's going to be a whole episode in and of itself. But one day they're going to be amazing, active, capable members of this community. And our support as parents will matter less and less as we get older. Um, And then finally one day when we're gone. And the community at large will be the support that he needs, that our children need. Owen and Finn will need the understanding, the advocacy, and they need it from not from the parents. Mm-hmm. They need it from all the other members of their Well, because they're going to be typical, like, teenagers, and they're going to know it all. Right. They won't need mom and dad anymore. Right. Exactly. It's coming sooner rather than later. I'm, I'm oh, it's going to freeze time, so I never have to deal with it. Maybe we can just 
go away somewhere on an island. <laughs> yes. I'm just, I'm, oh, I can't, I can't even think about it. Because I already have one teenager, folks. I know. Um, yeah. And every time I see him, I'm like, how are you so much like bigger and like, right. stronger? Like, what happened to you? Right. I'm like, it's been four days. How did this happen? Right. Like, how I can't imagine. taller in four days? Ugh. But we need you. We need typical people. We need non-parents. We need typical kiddos. We need you to support our children. We need your advocacy so that our kids can live full and complete and beautiful lives. Um, so again, uh, reach out to us on Instagram, tag us, let us know maybe how you're an advocate for your kiddo. If you're a special needs parent listening, um, I'd love to see some of the awesome things that you guys are doing to raise these world changers. Um, and I think at the end of this, I'm, I'm praying for each of us, for those of us who have to be advocates, for those of us who are advocates, um, I am really praying for you guys, for all of us to have the strength that we need to keep pushing for our kids, to make a way for these children, and I'm I'm praying for wisdom to guide your choices. You're doing amazing. You are. If nobody's told you that today, good job. Very good job. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. <laughs>